do whatever. I'm Maria Camano from Dominican Republic. And I'm Natalia Camino, and I was born in Mexico. Today's episode is on the 2020 Super Bowl halftime show. Now, we weren't really originally planning to do this episode, but just based on the attention it's got and how much it's blown up, we felt like we needed to do it. So just a quick disclaimer, on this podcast, we do just talk about our opinions and it's okay to have different opinions from us, but what we talk about is just based on our personal experience and what we think. And then also Maria and I are taking an introduction to Latinx studies. So we're kind of incorporating some of the things we learned from there um, into this podcast because we think they're pretty relevant, but obviously we're also still learning. And so we, we like totally respect that other people have different opinions than yeah, ours. Yeah, because we're also literally 18 years old. We've been on this planet for 18 years, so we don't know <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, let's get into today's episode. So, Maria, have you ever watched the Super Bowl before? I, okay, so I haven't watched the Super Bowl. It's like, this was the first time I'd ever seen, like, a halftime show live. Live. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I I watch the Super Bowl every year with my dad, and my two brothers. I'm not an avid sports person, (laughs) just to clarify, but I do enjoy watching sports. And if one more man tries to mansplain football to me, I might punch them, not gonna (laughs) lie. One time this guy tried mansplaining football to me and he started with, so there's a defense and an offense. (laughs) Oh my God. So getting back to the halftime show. So the Super Bowl kind of represents the epitome of America masculinity man manliness manliness that's what it represents and to have two latino women perform at the halftime show i think it kind of represents everything that's the opposite of the super bowl yeah in a sense yeah it's kind of ironic it was kind of historic that like two latino women like performed so let's set the stage as to how we watched it okay so it was 10 minutes to the halftime show. (laughs) I downloaded the NFL app. We just waited for the halftime show to come on. We were literally doing homework waiting for the halftime show to come on. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, I didn't, like, I wasn't originally planning on watching the halftime show until I found out that it was Shakira and J-Lo. Yeah. And then when we found out that it was Bad Bunny and J Balvin as well, we literally, like, lost our shit. Yes. Maria and I watching this halftime show it was just us screaming a lot (laughs) it was like we were both almost like near tears i had goosebumps it was just an experience and i guess we didn't really think before it happened that it was as significant as it would yeah i think like it didn't really hit me until i was watching it like if anyone had told me like five years ago that i'd be watching two women who are latina like me perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, I'd be like, no, that's not possible. America's too racist for that. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. And to see that actually, like, actually happen, I've never seen that before. Like, there's barely any Latino representation whatsoever in media, in big globalized, commercialized events. And to see that, it was kind of powerful. Yeah, I mean, like, while we were watching it, Nat and I kept on talking, like, very emotionally, like, about how important representation really is. Because you don't really realize it until, like, you experience it. I really wasn't thinking that it was going to be that big of a deal, but then I saw it and I was, like, so excited and so happy. And it brought, like, so much joy to me 
to see people who like their music I've been listening to not only since I was little like Shakira and JLo but also currently with Bad Bunny and J Balvin like I had so much pride in like being a Latina and just like my community yeah I think it definitely has brought the Latino community together in a sense um like we were we could all bond we've all grown up listening to Shakira I don't know a single Latino person who has not grown up listening to Shakira like Shakira has been a global icon she really has been for arguably two decades I grew up listening to her when I was six she had two World Cup songs 2010 and 2014. Mm-hmm. J-Lo also had a World Cup song in 2014. These women have been global icons yes. for years. So let's just go through the performance really quick. Yeah. So Shakira comes up, absolutely kills it. She like yes. even plays a Led Zeppelin riff on the guitar at some at she one point. She played guitar. She, she played, played the, the drums. drums. Like, this she is woman. 43 years old. She's amazing. And her dancing is amazing. Like, oh my god. And then J-Lo sings, also kills it. Yes. Literally, she is 50 years old. She, that woman. I don't know how they did it. Like, I don't think people are giving them sufficient credit for their dancing and how seem like, how flawless. Everything was choreographed, how everything just went No through. mistakes. There's this word I'm trying to use and I forgot what it like, was. Like Maria is a dancer. <laughs> I don't dance. I've tried. I wish I was gifted in dancing. But alas, I wasn't. So I don't know where I was going. That's just a fun fact. I think they don't get enough credit because, like, first of all, they had to split their time. Yeah. They created perfect set lists that were like represent them perfectly. Their outfits were amazing. They have this stage presence. Yes, they that for, was yes. amazing. The like the tricks they did. Like JLo was being carried for like half of her set. And I think also JLo and Shakira, they both know what they represent though, and I think they use yes. that to kind of convey what they wanted to. Like I think it was really powerful that like JLo like brought her daughter who is also Mark Anthony's daughter. Like imagine having your parents be Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony. Like, I mean, that's I why she sings so well. Yeah. As well. But anyway, so Jayla's daughter like comes up on like she is on the stage and she starts singing "Born in the USA" while there's children in cages. And I thought that was really like like it was very powerful and it was very impactful, especially like where we are today. Yeah, like where America is today. It was they, a power move. It was a power honest. move. Um, because a few days later, like, in the, like, Donald Trump gave his State of the Union address, and I don't even understand how I can begin to explain, like, how I felt, and I'm, like, you're not even American. I'm not even American. I'm I'm not American either, but, like, I just think it was, like, really, it was a power move by J-Lo to, like, do that and, like, know the significance of it and still choose to do it. I think J-Lo doing that, it really showed... Not only America, but the world, the reality of being a Latino. Like, yeah. Because it she, was a political statement. It was a political statement, and it showed what some Latinos have to deal with in America. Yes. And then she also, while her daughter was singing Born in the USA, and then JLo comes out with a dual flag, one side the Puerto Rico flag, and on the other side the American flag. 
And that was also a political statement. Yes, because she's trying to freaking make people understand that, like, she, like, you can be Latino, but you're also American. Like, it's not like yes. you're a threat to, like... Yeah. Like... Also, Jayla was born in the U.S. Literally. That's, Literally. like, well, the, the entire point of her set. Like, she's Latina. She was born in the U.S. You can ha- be... You can a, be both. Like, you can be both. Exactly. And I... And she was kind of saying, like, people need to accept that and accept yeah. the reality of, yes, I am both American. I am both Latino. But also, this is the reality that some Latinos have to live with. Yes. And live in. And I think also, it was just powerful. And I think that's what brought everyone together because her coming out in that flag was very representative. Also, because Shakira and J Balvin are both Colombian and Bad Bunny and J Lo are both Puerto Rican. Yes. And I think that really like unified Latin America and tied it back to the United States. Yes. And I also think it was very smart that they split it so that J Lo and J Balvin. Mm-hmm. And Bad Bunny and Shakira were together because it just shows that, like, the Caribbean Latinos and, like, the, I guess, like, South America part of, like, Latinos mm-hmm. feel like they're very different when you're a Latino, but, like, we're also a community. Yeah, and then also at the end, Shakira comes out singing Waka Waka. And I think she's saying it also, like, to remind people that the world is unified. I think their message was very positive in that they're trying. They were political, but they were doing it in a positive way. They're yeah. trying to be like, we are a global community, and we should be trying to be united yeah. rather than divided. Yeah. Like, I think that what she was trying to do with Waka Waka was show that, like, yes, they're two Latinas. They're still trying to be like, we acknowledge, like, that there are so many other cultures, and yeah, that we sure. are multicultural, and we are embracing those other cultures. Yeah, and then I think also it was really J Balvin's song "Mi Gente" really spoke to Latinos too because yeah. you could feel it like in the stadium when he, him and J Lo sang that together because they sang in Miami, which is kind of Latino capital yeah. in the United States, and you could feel the stadium vibrate when they sang that and they mm-hmm. asked "Donde está mi gente?" Where are my people? And everyone just responded. It was a very like impactful moment. It was the very whole- emotional. I yes, guess. like when we were watching it, I think yes. we both got very emotional. The entire performance was really just a celebration. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good word to yeah. describe it. Yeah, for sure. But I think also we kind of wanted to address more than anything in this episode was the controversy that came with the Super Bowl halftime. Like how Shakira and J Lo were portrayed in the media is like totally yeah. not okay. Yeah, like, they were definitely hypersexualized. I mean, my stance on it, and I've told Nat about this, is, like, there were two kind of basic arguments on, like, the performance, on whether they were sexualizing themselves and, like, being overly sexual, or whether people are just tearing them down and they're being empowered. And I personally feel like they're being torn down by other people. Yeah. Adam Levine in the 2019 halftime was, he was half entirely naked the entire time. Yeah, he was like shirtless and of course white moms were like hubba hubba give me more. <laughs> oh god. And then um Shakira and JLo just come out and they're like in these like Shakira was essentially in just a crop top and a skirt, right? Or shorts, which is like normal. And she even had a jacket at the end. And then JLo was just like in a bodysuit and like a leotard. And like all these like women were like and all, not only women, also men were just like mm. even though the cheerleaders were where like are you, there were there's less clothing on them. 
than was on Shakira and J-Lo. Yeah. But no one says anything. About that. Well, like, what I was going to say was that, like, um, there was a proposal for a parental warning. Like... Also, not going to lie, it's a Super Bowl halftime show. Like, what do you expect? Exactly. Also, they're in Miami. It's hot. Let them have, like... Yes, they're just performing. A, like, yes, exactly. Like... What's such a big deal about it? And like you said, the cheerleaders... But of course, no one questions the cheerleaders because they're for the male gaze and entertainment. And also because they provide money for the NFL. Yes. And is anyone going to do anything to stop capitalism? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) But also, like... J-Lo and Shakira did not get paid for their halftime show. Oh, really? About that. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, they didn't get paid for the halftime show. So I think, like, you know what? Like, let them do whatever the hell they Arguably, want. Arguably, the NFL made more money off of them performing because you got all of Latin America to watch. Literally. Literally. Plus yes. the rest of the world who love Shakira. Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah, so this is kind of just, like, what we have taken away from the halftime show. Yeah. One of the things that also we wanted to kind of address was that, um, first of all, thank you to everyone who thank sent you to us. Like, comments or yes. listen to it. We really appreciate it. Yes, and if you sent us feedback, we listened. Most of the comments we got was that we move really fast between, like, topics or, like, we don't spend enough time on stuff. And it's really we've, because... We've spent hours talking about this and we yeah. had to get it down to 15 minutes. Yeah, we have a time limit, so that's why we can't really, like, divert as much as we'd like yes. to. Also, just most of our episodes won't actually be like this. Like, next week we're gonna dive into an artist and kind of talk about their impact on Latin America and also kind of go through their, like, music, w- music and, like, kind of discuss it because that's what we like to do yes. but we just felt like we needed to talk about this and address the Super Bowl halftime show mm-hmm. also listen to Jay Balvin's podcast oh yes it's actually it's really good it's in Spanish so like if you don't speak Spanish I'm sorry learn Spanish um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you like Google translate the transcript what I don't know like but it's really good uh, check it out Okay, so this was the second episode. Tune in next time. Or whatever. whatever. This is Maria Camano. And this is Natalia Camino. On NBN.